The Cannabis Conversation. A European perspective on the emerging legal cannabis industry. Welcome to the Cannabis Conversation with Anoush Desai, where we explore the new legal cannabis industry by speaking to the professionals that are helping to shape it. On today's show, I have Tejinder Verk. Tejinder is the European President at Chiron Life Sciences. Chiron are an integrated medical cannabis company with operations in Colombia. Welcome, Tej. How are you doing? Great, Anoush. Thank you for having me on the show. No, no, real pleasure. I think we've been trying to get this in the diary for a while, so glad we can get it going so yeah, cool. Look, loads to talk about today, but as is tradition, why don't we start with a bit about you, your background and how you got into the cannabis industry? Yeah, sure. So uh, I think my, my background uh, is, is largely that I'm, I'm Canadian. I did an engineering degree at uh, the University of Waterloo and then later became an investment banker with Bank of Montreal and moved over to London to help run their equities business and was really with BMO for the better part of 14 years. I left BMO in 2019 to join Canopy Growth uh, to help lead their European operations. And so that was my sort of first push into cannabis. And for me, that was incredibly interesting because it, it brought so many different sectors that I specialized in together, technology, consumer, healthcare. And so that was a, a great place to learn, a large-scale business within continental Europe. And then about a year after that, I joined Chiron Life Sciences. Great, great. And what kind of drew you to the cannabis industry? Was there any hesitation? Were you, was there any worries about sort of perceptions? Well, I think it, it, there's definitely a, a historical stigma with, with cannabis, I mean, which is, is clearly because there's a lot of illegal use of cannabis. You have a very large black market. And I think there's, there's a misunderstanding of, of what is legal and what is illegal in many markets. Of course, we've seen huge progress in places like Canada and the United States, where Canada now has uh, full adult use uh, legalization, and the United States uh, has uh, adult use legalization on, in many states and, and medical in most of the states that are not adult use. So, so big pushes forward. And I think Europe is, is really a, a frontier market for, for cannabis. Uh, it, it's really focused around medical. That's where, where I'm focused and Chiron is focused. And so, uh, you know, really exciting time to be, uh, to be a part of it. Yeah, great, great. Cool. Well, look, I mean, one of the things about Chiron is that you're based out of Colombia or you have significant operations in Colombia. So it'd be good maybe to talk a bit about sort of Latin America in general. What is the broad picture in relation to cannabis across the continent? Because it's quite a big place. Yes, yeah, so Chiron is, is really the, the leader in, in Latin America in the, the cannabis sector. And it's really a, a great place to be pioneering because there's this huge market and, and lots of potential there. So first we look at the demographics, uh, over 600 million people are, are based in, in South America and our, our operations are, are headquartered in, uh, in Colombia and we're, we're vertically integrated and well-placed to, to serve that population as it starts to embrace uh, medical cannabis. And there's a few countries that have uh, regulations in place that have started to open up. Colombia has been the leader. So they were early on in starting with the, the, the legislation that would allow for medical cannabis. And we've now just recently started to uh, put our operations into uh, full swing to actually serve that patient base 
Uh, we've always been a, a leader in, in terms of getting licenses. We're the first to get a grow license, the first to get the license to sell THC. And so that's something that we're, we're really excited to, to be a part of. So Colombia is sort of ground zero, but the other markets that are turning on where we have a presence are the likes of Brazil, Peru, and uh, hopefully Mexico. Oh, wow. Okay. So big countries. And Uruguay is one of the early countries to sort of on a legislation front. How is that as a kind of market and territory? Is that so, so Uruguay is very, very interesting because they, they do um, have I think a pretty open market. I mean, what, what we're focused on, on medical, Uruguay has a um, adult use legislation in place. We do have some exposure to Uruguay. We, um, we have a license to, to grow there, and it's a market that we're definitely paying attention to. But I think we're nimble enough to be able to, I think, smart about how we, we make our capital allocation and, and adapt to the market circumstance. And, and right now, while grow is very important for us, I think we do want to be a, a services and brands-led business. And I think that's evidenced by the, the clinics that we have now operational in Colombia and with the sort of the way we're doing business in, in Brazil and Peru or working with distributors. And so Uruguay, while an interesting market, I think uh, you, know, you have these big populations of, of patients that we want to be able to help in, in some of the other countries that are much yeah. larger. Yeah, of course. And are there any kind of major countries that are sort of lagging behind? Which ones are the more progressive and which are the sort of guys slower on the uptake? Well, within LATAM, Colombia is, is one of the leaders. And uh, we've seen the regulations come through in Peru and Brazil. Now, these are, uh, again, on, focused on medical, and, and Brazil has, a, has a, actually even more of a specific focus around compassionate care. And so these are sort of focused markets. I think the, the big expectation has been around Mexico, where I think for years there's been discussion around whether or not Mexico would uh, fully legalize cannabis for adult use and, and medical. And so that's been sort of tied up and in parliament. And you know, we, we have some unique insights there, given uh, President uh, Vincente Fox is on our board. And so uh, I think he's, he's quite a, a well-known figure in, in political circles, but also in the, the, the medical cannabis world as well. And so we're excited about something happening there. We, we can't nail down exactly the time, but uh, it's something that we are very well positioned to serve when it does happen. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. So you mentioned Colombia quite a few times. So you've got operations there. You know, from a cultivation perspective, we often hear about growing near the equator being sort of the perfect conditions. And people often talk about Colombia in particular. Why is it such an important country for cultivation? Well, Colombia, it, it falls along the sort of equatorial line. And that, that's probably the best region in the world along the equator to grow basically anything. So Colombia is a, a leader in, in growing many types of crops, uh, one of the leaders in, in cut flour to the United States. And, and of course, I think a lot of people associate Colombia with coffee as well. And so, so there is a, a, a very good climate there. And you know, while, while I'm not a, a grower, I, I, I know that you have sort of four cycles in the year and, and the place there where we've elected to grow has lots of water, which is incredibly important. So sunlight and water, I think, are those, those two sort of key ingredients that you need in order to have uh, a great crop. And if you don't have these in abundance, well, effectively, you end up recreating Mother Nature with, uh, with electricity and, and indoor grows, which can be quite expensive. Mm. Yeah, so I guess lots of natural advantages that the country has for growing there. Cool. And is all your cultivation outdoors, or do you do a mix of greenhouse, indoor? 
Yeah, so we have a covered outdoor grow in an area called Doima. And so again, what's, what's unique is that we do have a lot of water in that, that region. And uh, in terms of the grow we do, uh, so it's that covered outdoor grow, it's, it's 14,000 square feet. And there, there's a lot of opportunity to expand that. If you have a chance to go on our website and look at the investor presentation, you can see that there's potential to expand that by an additional 80,000 square feet. And then if we need to, we can expand an additional 645,000 square feet beyond that 80. So, so there's lots of room. We're not restricted, but uh, we have the ability to grow with uh, the patient demand and, and the market. Cool. Oh, wow. So if you don't mind me asking, what is a covered grow? Yeah, so a covered grow, uh, it, what it looks like is a um, enclosed space where you have a, a tarp that covers the, the plants and it, it's almost sort of translucent so light can pass through it but you do have the the covering which helps protect uh, from contaminants from the outside and uh, I think that, that that's important also for making sure that also no API for any reason uh, escapes to the uh, to the rest of the uh, outside environment no sure. sort of pollination or anything like that brilliant cool and yeah so and what sort of quality products are you growing so is it all EU GMP or are there sort of different grades of product that you're producing out there? Yeah, so right now we're growing to the, the, the local market standards. So we're, we're following all of the, the pharmaceutical requirements required in Colombia, which are quite stringent. And so we have a state-of-the-art extraction lab adjacent to our grow in Doima. And so everything has been done with the oversight of the, the regulator in Vima. And so from there, we're following all of the the necessary rules that we need to in order to to create our, our finished uh, medical products are actually they're, they're called magistrial preparations and colombia is a uh, is an extracts market so we we actually sell medical cannabis oils that have uh, thc and cbd in them and these are prescribed by doctors in our clinics and uh, all, all these are are of a high pharmaceutical standard when it comes to to gmp and, and eu gmp in particular this is something that we're we're investigating for the the long term and we've had some initial auditing done and so this is this is one of the places that we of course look to to, to serve our global diversified supply chain strategy in europe where, where i'm based okay great so you're currently serving colombia are you serving anyone else in terms of countries at the moment yeah, absolutely. So, so we started focusing on on LATAM at the the beginning, but uh, but Chiron is, is operating in uh, in multiple continents. So uh, we have Latin America, but then uh, where, where I'm based as president of Europe, we now have a business that's been established in the UK and in Germany. So these these are all announcements we made recently. So we are we're working in the UK in a through collaboration with drug science on project 2021. This is the, the largest uh, medical cannabis registry in Europe. It's aiming to enroll 20,000 patients to explore multiple indications, like the, the ones that are probably best associated with cannabis, pain, anxiety, PTSD, and, and others. And in Germany, we are a, a new entry to the market there, which is uh, probably one of the more mature markets in Europe, but by certainly no means is the growth done that Germany legalized medical use of cannabis in, in the spring of 2017. And based on estimates, there's anywhere between 60 to 100,000 patients. So there's a, a large market that's forming there and, and we want to be part of it. Sure. And it's great that you mentioned Project 2021 because we had the drug science guys, the Davids, on a couple of weeks ago. You know, what's the thought process behind getting involved in that? It's a brilliant project. 
Yeah, so drug science are fantastic partners. And when I saw that Dr. Nutt had uh, attached himself to this project in particular, that was a, a huge uh, sign for, for us to get involved. And so that's something that I, I brought to the attention of, uh, of our management in Colombia. And given that uh, Dr. Nutt is uh, so well known for his views and pioneering in many types of uh, narcotics and, and cannabis in particular, and, and sort of relaxing and rescheduling for proper medical use uh, done with, with data-driven science, it was kind of a no-brainer. So that, that's why we got involved. We were early on in getting associated with Project 2021 uh, back in November, and now we're, we're fully supplying products. Brilliant, brilliant. And really look forward to finding out the, the results of all the, the data that they're gathering. I would add that, um, I mean, that if you look at the aims of the project, like what, what they're doing is, is they're, they're organizing this in a way that, that will hopefully convince regulators that medical cannabis is safe for use and there's efficacy. And while there's lots of data globally, you can find lots of this in Canada or the United States, I think to really drive it home for the UK authorities, it's good to have that, that domestic data. And, and look, the authorities, from, from my perspective, have been totally, I think, supportive of, of these initiatives, and we've been finding uh, them to be great to work with. Brilliant. That's great. Cool. So, I mean, just towards getting towards the end of the, the interview, I always sort of like to ask about, you're an established company. How have you sort of pivoted or evolved over time? What are the sort of things that you've learned and sort of changed the way you're doing things? Sure. So I think COVID helped to bring a few things to the surface that were, were already part of our strategy. And I think one of the, the important things would be the use of telemedicine. So in Colombia, where we have our, our clinics uh, during the COVID time, telemedicine became an important part of servicing patients. And we were considered to be an essential service in Colombia. So these things kind of tied together. But uh, while it was always a part of our strategy, we've, we've always had that in mind. We, we've developed it even further. So we now have an app called Dr. Zarenia, which is, uh, Zarenia is the name of, of one of our clinics. And that's something that is, is helping to efficiently serve the patient, get them the care that they need by sort of relation to that in, in the United Kingdom, where we saw similar sort of crisis evolved, there, there has been a push to online and we're a beneficiary of that as well. So all of our cannabis is, is prescribable through online appointments, through uh, different partner clinics that are participating in Project 2021, and then we have mail order fulfillment. So I think that, that that's an important pivot that, that has come with this. And I think what will come later probably more so out of, out of our Colombian operations, is, is the data. And so we're, we're collecting lots of data on, on our patients that uh, I think can be used to, to generate some differentiated IP. I mean, it's, it's, it's really exciting because uh, we're, we're now at, uh, I think, roughly 2,000 scripts written in Colombia. This is all breaking news and uh, maybe, maybe somewhat lost in the, the current market environment, but it's very exciting. This is a, this was three years in the making and we're finally seeing the results happen now. Yeah, that's brilliant. That is really good. And you mentioned COVID, you know, we, we, we kind of have to talk about it really. How are you finding the, the COVID world is, and, you know, what are your sort of insights around its interaction with the emerging cannabis industry? So I would say with us, it was largely a non-factor for us in Europe as we were going through a setup phase of our business and, and we managed to, to get a lot of things in place like our supply chain and our distribution agreements and, and we're, we're now starting to, to execute on those. But look what we, we definitely had to, to deal with the, the disruption in business because of just 
people not being able to, to get to the office or, or make it, this, this being harder on patients initially, being able to figure out how to access prescribers and doctors. So, I mean, these are the, the, the kind of the elements of flux that we had to contend with. And I think now we're, we're sort of in a, in a steady state that we're emerging from. I think people are adjusting to the new reality, whether they be patients, doctors, or, or people working on our team. And so we're, we're, we're just kind of getting on with it. But uh, you know, I think the challenges otherwise are no, no different than those faced by any other business in this environment. I think it's, it's, it's hard to get people together around a table. So we're depending much more on, on video conferencing. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> and, you know, kind of final question, what are your sort of thoughts for the future? Where do you see this kind of going? So I think what's interesting is that, you know, like I, I can't put a timeline on any of these things, but I think what, what has been interesting to note is that medical always led, uh, I think, a, a wider and more freer regulatory environment in, in the cannabis world. We saw that in Canada in 2001 with the initial medical cannabis regulations, and, and that's now expanded to a full-blown adult use regulations in the U.S. Uh, it emerged similarly. So I can't say that we're going to see the same thing happen in Europe. I think what, what, is, what is great is that you know, we're seeing that there haven't been any major disasters as a result in those countries. And I think European nations are, are monitoring countries like Canada. And I think that that sets a, a very good precedent for seeing more open regulations in, in European countries. So obviously, Germany is the leader. The UK is a nascent market. But uh, I expect we'll see more, more markets open up over time. Yeah, yeah. And I think seeing a successful execution in places like Canada and some of the big states in the US will definitely help that cause. Cool. Well, thank you, Tej, for joining me. I really appreciate that. And it's been good. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Yeah, likewise. And uh, it'd be great to have you back on at some point. So let's stay in touch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a lot planned for the the next year. And uh, I think there'll be uh, be a lot more to talk about. Brilliant. Cool. Thanks, Tej. Thanks, Anuj. Cheers. Thanks for joining me for that. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, please hit subscribe on whichever podcast platform you use. I'd also love a nice five-star review on iTunes if you have the time. You can also follow the Cannabis Conversation page on LinkedIn and also sign up to my mailing list via cannabis-conversation.com. Until next week, have a good one.